Broadcasting live from the phx.fm studio in Phoenix, Arizona. It's time for Valley Business Radio, spotlighting the Valley's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hello and welcome to Valley Business Radio, where we tell the stories that traditional media tends to ignore and help connect you with the right people. I'm your host, Dr. Adrian McIntyre. I'm joined in the studio today by Abby Fink, publisher of the Arizona 100. Welcome back. Happy New Year and all the rest. Happy New Year. Isn't that amazing? 2020. It's, it's almost like we ought to see perfectly. We should. Yeah, our vision is clear. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of that. But do you know that this idea that 2020, first two digits, second two digits, only happens, of course, once a century? So we would not have seen this since 1919. I hadn't thought of it and that way. And we probably we'll never won't see, see it. We probably won't see it again. I don't know. 2121? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to see it. I'm guessing probably not. Yeah. Well, we're here again to talk about the Arizona 100, which is such a wonderful publication. comes out twice a month with 100-word stories uh, and 100-second videos uh, from around the state of Arizona. And you come in here, or Scott Hansen, the publisher of the Arizona 100, comes in here, and we talk about what's coming up in the next issue because it's such a unique window into what's happening around the state. So here we are, new year, new outlook, new you. New you, new vision. <laughs> right, and all that. Uh, what's changing and what's staying the same? What are we going to see through the lens of the Arizona 100. Sure. Well, some of the things that are going to stay the same as we continue, we are now in our th- coming up on our third year. Is that possible? I think it's close to the third year of publishing the Arizona 100. And as you know, this this is a platform. It's an online platform. As you said, 100 word stories, 100 second video. So it's a real snapshot. It's not lengthy. Um, it gives our readers an opportunity to just kind of get a quick glance of some of the business that's happening around our state. And one of the things that we know as we've been working on the, this these issues is we are as as uh, strategic as our communities are and as our business developers are, we continue to grow. We are continuing to see so much investment in businesses, organizations, the nonprofits throughout our state. And it's really great to have this kind of bird's eye view of what's happening around our communities. And as you said, you know, 2020, we've got this new look on, you know, we've got a new year, a new decade, although there's some arguments out there that say whether the decade actually starts now or does it start in next year. I'm going with it starting now. We have a leap year in 2020, right? So we're going to have an extra day in our in our year to do some amazing things. So, so there's a were, lot to look forward to. If you were born on February 29, you get to have a birthday party this year that you normally don't get to have. Right. You actually have your birthday. I have a I have a friend I think that I think is actually turning like, you know, 8 because he's in his was it in his 32ish, right? Would that be about right? But he only not gets my, a birthday every, every four, four years. years. Yeah. So, so a lot of things that we're talking about in in the issue coming up uh, this week are things about you know kind of reinvesting in your business and and what are you doing to kind of create a corporate culture for your organization. You know, this is a good time to reflect, right? We all set resolutions or goals or intentions for the year personally, and it's also important to think about that for your business as well. So, there's a couple stories. On on there that talk about, you know, creating culture. Does culture just happen or is it something that's very intentional? Do you have to go out and actually make it happen? Where do you ask for those um, pieces of information? Does it come from within? Do you bring in people to help you do that? So we talk a little bit about what that means to a business and an organization and 
really how to get that kind of that, that mindset for moving forward at the beginning of the year. What do we want to have accomplished over the next, you know, 12 months, kind of a reset on your business, which I know personally I, I do. I try not to do uh, resolutions because those you can easily break, but a goal gives you something to work towards. And even in the act of working towards the goal, you're accomplishing something, right? Absolutely. I mean, my wife and I were having this conversation just the other day is that, you know, goals are useful. They give you a direction to aim for. They give you, you know, smart goals, right? A metric, something to, to but really what it comes down to is the process. And so thinking about what it takes to achieve the goal and then focusing on the process and then keeping score along the way. Right. Because there's because there's a lot to say for what you do to get there versus, you know, we can't all accomplish everything, but what we do to get there is is maybe more so important than the actual accomplishment of that. So we're going to talk a little bit about that in this coming issue. You know, the other thing, just quickly to throw this in here, because we are so reflective and it shows in our conversation, uh, I don't remember who it was who said that we tend to overestimate what we can accomplish in a year, but underestimate what we can accomplish in a decade. This is a really good time to look back and actually take stock of everything that we have accomplished in the last 10 years. I think if uh, folks were to sit down and and really look at that and and look at their achievements, uh, they might be surprised by how much um, they have in fact done or how much has changed and a lot for the best and maybe some not so great. But in any case, really looking at it through the lens of, hey, we're here for the long haul. We're not just here for what you know, what we can do in the next 30 days. Right. Well, and, and challenges make us smarter, make us better if we take an opportunity to learn from those challenges. So um, I don't shy away from taking a look at what might not be the best things that have ever happened, but I think we can learn from those those things. So a couple of the other business stories that we're going to be talking about. Do you know what the value of a $100 bill is? I mean, I assume it's 100 bucks, but uh, I, it's probably different in different places. What- it absolutely is, which is an interesting study. The Tax Foundation has... Um, looks at various things, costs of goods and services and the econ- economics of a particular community to determine exactly what the value of a $100 bill is. And right here in the state of Arizona, $100 is actually worth $103.73. I'll tell my bank. How about they, that? They ought to add some to top me up. I think that'd be good. The, we talk about some other states around the uh, the country and what their their valued is. There's a couple that are actually below 100, and there's quite a few that are above 100. dollars So if you've tucked away a couple bills in your you know your safe place in your in your house, you might be sitting on a little extra money than you thought. As long as you're not spending it in Hawaii, the District of Columbia, New York, California, or New Jersey. Correct, because right. there's not so not so good. But here in Arizona, 103 dollars and 73 cents. So it's pretty cool. Um, one of the things we talk about business growth and, and you know, investments that we are um, looking to do and how the Arizona Commerce Authority kind of leads that effort for the state of Arizona, they announced um, that they have opened up the very first Arizona Trade and Investment Office in Israel, uh, located in Tel Aviv. And um, with the whole intent of, of talking about imports and exports between Arizona and Israel, um, in 2008, they, they estimated about $460 million was um, imported and exported between us, both locations. And we've got about 20 Israeli-owned companies here in the state. And based on this investment office in, the st- in Israel, they're hoping to increase that and, and further establish the relationships between Arizona and Israel. I'm continually struck by Arizona's international connections. Uh, they're not 
always what you immediately think of as the stereotypical view of this state. Uh, but as somebody who moved here from somewhere else and has extensive international connections of my own, I have been surprised to discover so many different interesting things, um, whether they are with, with our trade with Mexico or in Latin America or with other parts of the world, it's continues to be an indicator of the kind of growth and innovation that's happening. Well, and, and we have all the, the right factors to make those kind of relationships successful with an international airport, uh, with investments, with um, incentives and, and such. We have opportunity here. And I think the state as a whole is a very entrepreneurial state. I mean, we, we've talked about it on this show before that there's so much um, new business that develops over the course of time that, you know, if you look to what we have here, there's opportunity. And I think that, that making that investment, the Commerce Authority and other economic development offices have said, there's a lot that's offered here in the state. Let's look at way we can, you know, advance that and, and create opportunities. So uh, we'll, we'll look forward to seeing how that um, investment office uh, works and, and the relationships that are developed with Israel and our state here in the coming years. Um, we're also seeing a lot of opportunities in some of our outlying communities throughout the, the state. Um, Lucid Motors is opening up a manufacturing facility out in Casa Grande. Uh, so that is going to um, be a huge economic impact to that city and, of course, to the uh, Pinal County region. It's going to create um, more jobs out there. So always a good indicator of our growth when you can talk about um, investment like that and seeing new jobs coming to communities. And that's certainly a forefront of the kind of technology that is really going to make a big impact. And so to see the, that kind of investment uh, you know, representing over $300 million of capital investment scheduled for completion later this year, um, really positioning Lucid Motors for the start of their start of production of their first car, the Lucid Air luxury sedan. I mean, it's just, it's, it's neat to see these kinds of things uh, happening around right. us. And we're seeing them again throughout the state. So um, we reached out to our colleagues in, in the economic development offices in Mojave County and asked them to share with us a little bit about why businesses might consider um, investing in their community. And um, 1,200 miles of coastline, 300 plus days of sunshine. Now, the coastline was an interesting fact for me. Um, we've got, you know, the with solar and wind power potential um, happening out there, investments, in, and we've got access to transportation, a very business-friendly environment. So for our businesses expanding here within the state and those that are looking to maybe grow into our community, looks like Mojave County might be the place to take a look. And it just goes to show you that it, sometimes the right choice is not the obvious one. Uh, and, you know, there is there is so much opportunity, so many different types of resources, so much available uh, to be shaped and, and built and developed for the future. So here's a cool thing. Uh, you, you've obviously heard of the Purple Heart, correct? Recognizing um, military for... Um, Exemplary service. Well, the Military Order of the Purple Heart has designated the University of Arizona in Tucson a Purple Heart University. And what that does is recognize their uh, support of military members, including veterans and their families, and um, is a opportunity to kind of engage the um, academic, the university environment, and our military that are returning. And um, it's a designation that was um, started in 2015. 
Uh, there's about 60 to 80 universities around the country that um, have been given this designation, and we are proud here in the state of Arizona that the University of Arizona has been designated as such. Phenomenal. Pretty cool, huh? You know, one of the things that we hear about sometimes are some of the darker side of uh, technology and business. Just recently here in this studio, we interviewed leaders from the Land Title Association of Arizona, who also serve as title officers and executives with uh, Pioneer Title Agency and Yavapai Title Agency. One of the big topics was wire fraud and that people who are engaging in real estate transactions are often being tricked by emails um, that seem to be from the people that are involved in the transaction, getting them to change the destination of their funds so there's an interesting article coming up in this issue about protecting yourself as a consumer, as a buyer, as you know, someone who's engaging in online transactions, protecting yourself from wire fraud. It often looks like uh, it's a legitimate email. Uh, and it's important if you something comes into your inbox and it seems like it, it wasn't something you thought you were expecting, pick up the phone, check in with the person, find out if they actually sent it. Millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars every day are disappearing instantly through users being tricked by emails that don't look suspicious. Right. And that, you know, that the the more that the more that we trust technology for doing things like that, the more we open up ourselves for potential risk. And so it's very good advice to be paying attention to those kind of things. And I think we're going to see and continue to see recommendation and, and advice for individuals that work within those types of industries to be sure that they are protecting and taking that second layer of protection, maybe a third layer of protection uh, when you're talking specifically about your finances, but really any business transaction that's happening yeah, in the online space. It never hurts to verify. So if you receive something and you want to make sure, uh, every, people will appreciate you double checking. You know, call your, your escrow officer, call your title company, call your bank. Just make sure that before you press enter and put your digits into the to initiate the transfer, that you're sending it to the right place. Right. And they will all tell you that they will never ask you for that that's information right. out front, that there is always going to be a way to, you know, log in and, and request that information. So that should be your first hint uh, right off the bat. But yeah, we do want to make sure that people understand that. And I, again, I think we're going to continue to see um, that, that those layers of security as more and more businesses conducted in the online space. Just a couple other things to um, kind of bring up to you as we're, um, you know, continuing on the, the growth sector. Um, we are seeing some... Um, Apartment complexes and communities opening up in Chandler um, that we are going to uh, see coming up online here in the in the first quarter. Um, it's called Sky at Chandler Air Park. So that's a very exciting project for them out there. Um, Zinc, a French-inspired bistro, is opening up in um, Old Town Scottsdale, near Scottsdale Fashion Square. And so, you know, you know how I feel about my new restaurants. So um, I ate my way through most of the holidays. It's time to look at the new year. Maybe that'll be one of my goals is to try all these new restaurants that we talk about over the course of the next well, year. Well, there's so much that's happening. It's such a dynamic industry in, in uh, food and beverage. that It seems like if your goal was to eat your way through every new restaurant opening, I, I don't know. It'd be hard to keep up. It would be. But it's a task I might be up for. Maybe I can get a couple of our listeners to join me and, and help me understand. Uh, check out all these new restaurants we, that we are happening. We could start a, a uh, Arizona 100 challenge. Yeah. 
a restaurant club of sorts where we we visit all these new restaurants. And then finally, you know, we we are as humans, we continue continually um, find opportunities to be online and business owners are, are, of course, continuing to find engagement on social. So we give you a little bit of um, advice on how to uh, boost your digital engagement. Any one of the businesses, whether you are a for-profit or not-for-profit business, we all can can recognize the value of um, operating online and what that digital engagement can mean for our success. So, you know, I want to wish all of you a happy new year. It's been a great um start to the new year. I wish you all the best in all of your your business successes. And if you've got some information to share, uh, we would welcome your news at editor at thearizona100.com. You can visit us online at thearizona100.com. And we also are on all of the social channels. So check us out. Let us know what you think. And if you've got some information to share with the community, please let us know. You can subscribe to the publication. It's free. It will arrive in your inbox uh, twice a month. And you can do that at thearizona100.com. Abby Fink, publisher of the Arizona 100. Thank you so much for joining us in the studio today. Thank you. For all of us here at phx.fm, this is Dr. Adrian McIntyre. We'll see you next time on Valley Business Radio. 